Start in T minus ten seconds. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. We have ignition. Ahoy there, mateys. It's time to set sail on another episode of Unconstitutional Awakening, the podcast. Avashi, as I'm your host, Jim Bob Bobble Shorts, and tonight we've got another fantabulous guest from down under, and out in there in Australia, my buddy from Missing the Point podcast. Uh, I've seen him bouncing around out there on Instagram and the rest of the podcast family that I see and hang out with and love so much over there. And reached out to him and see if he'd want to join us. I always love hearing the perspective from another end of the planet. So it's always it's always good with this stuff. And maybe he'll uh, see if he can reinforce that idea that our friend, our good friend, and partner in liberty there, Terry from Defeat the Media, see if he's got some of them same interesting theories that I that Terry has enlightened me to about things like us being on the upside down and not him. And, who knows? We'll see where the conversation goes. This is going to be just a general conversation episode. We're going to catch up with this guy and educate you a little bit about him and on his podcast because I, I know he's keeping up with the reality of the world and things going on in places like Australia and even here in the States, man. He's got a pretty good following, so if you guys already don't follow him, make sure you hop on over there and follow him. And you know the best place to find everything to hop on places and follow everybody is at unconstitutionalawakening.com. The home for everything, Jim Bob Bobble Shorts and the rest of his Freedom Pirate crew. You know, I love everybody that we work with over here. The hosts that you see and the people even in the background that help me do things like the Facebook and stuff, which the people that we've all all kind of been niched together since even before the podcast started and whatnot. So I appreciate their assistance and stuff. And you guys can get back to links to find everything to deal with them either in the host section or down there at our social links, places like Captain Conspiracy and the Freedom Pirates over there on uh, on, on Facebook.com. So, but you guys can find episodes and links back to all of the guests that we have here and all of their stuff and even the things we conversate about in each episode in the podcast and more section under Unconstitutional Awakening, the podcast. You can catch up on episodes of the Makes You Think on the Red Pill Project that I'm also on on Saturday Nights Live. There's links to that in there. There's stuff there in there by our host, Kel Kel. Bandit, Caitlin, even Louise has got some stuff going on, and I believe Neptune's even got a rant section going on. Ox is working on getting himself a food section, so y'all, you guys look forward to that because we want to share some food stuff in there. 
And of course, you guys know when you get to the homepage of unconstitutionalawakening.com, you can find all the fantabulous things like the links to get back where you can watch us on Rumble, Odyssey, and BitChute. Some episodes do end up on YouTube, but we're trying to avoid the censorship there. That's all there is going on with that. There's also links to get back to listen on every all of your favorite podcast apps, as well as uh, check episodes out right there on the website if you guys just want to hang out on the website and listen to it. There's links to get you some sweet Unconstitutional Awakening merch with hats and shirts and flags and all kinds of good stuff, you guys. Go check it out, man. Get yourself something cool. You can also do us a favor and our friends in Liberty a favor and check out the stuff they got going on over there with Kirk Elliott at Peachy Key Creations, Ammo Can Survival, and Brett Pike with Homeschools Connected. These are all great people trying to move are you know move humanity humanity forward in a way alternative from the na- main system that we're used to and they're doing a really good job at it you guys that's that's the kind of stuff we're looking for and we're going to keep on promoting stuff like that like my new buddy jason Kristoff. like uh, you know you've, we've had him on the show in the past but he's uh he's working on some stuff with his programs and documentaries he's got coming out and i'm giving him a one-up with this too so you make sure you check out the link on this episode to get back over there with jason Kristoff and his stuff we, we appreciate each and every one of you so much, and we can't thank you enough for all the stuff we got going on. We've, uh, we've hit, oh, we've hit 10,000 listens, 10,000 views on all apps visually, and we've even got a couple episodes that are hitting in the 10,000 mark. So we do appreciate you guys and each and every one of you and all the feedback we're getting and stuff from you guys. That's what keeps us going and keeps us going on. So... Well, I know you're. if you made it through this long, you're planning on staying for the entire show, so I say let's just jump into things and uh, get this show on the road. So how is everyone doing this, this afternoon in my neck of the woods? I know it's early in the morning over there for you, Drew. Yeah, yeah, just got up, had my cup of coffee, and I'm ready to go. Well, I do appreciate you getting up so early and making time to join us, man. It's, it's very appreciative to all of us when somebody from outside of the country decides to make some special time for us. So, you know, like right on with that, man. And it's, I, I found you from hanging out with a bunch of the other podcast, what I can, what I'm calling the podcast family now, like on Instagram, because there's so many different podcasts I'm connecting with up there. And I seen you hanging out in the comment sections and stuff like that. And was like, you know what, this has got to be another guy I get on. Cause he likes to have those conversations about the weird shit going on on this planet. Speaking yeah, I think pod- Instagram's the only place to get to at the moment where you can be with like-minded people. Oh, really Speaking is. of podcast family, it's like I will put I put in I, I changed my Instagram around not too long ago and I put uh, the podcast title in my bio. And every single day it seems like a podcast will get a hold of me and like hey man let's connect let's hook up let's switch let's swap ideas it's like it'll be one podcast will get a hold of another small podcast and they'll share thoughts and it's it's great that way man because you really can't do that that's not a thing on facebook and i just now recently found that that is a huge thing on instagram all the podcasts the smaller podcasts will get together and share ideas yeah, dude. yeah, it's like the hundredth monkey, isn't it? I mean, hey, you know, but I think it's I think it's great because we're actually to me we're actually building a community up anyway because all of us like minded folks are able to have these great conversations with each other and I think we're really making some progress towards things because I hear more and more people 
talking about some of these great ideas and talking to some fantabulous people with these with these awesome ideas. And just before we hit the record button, Luis asked a really good question, and I asked him to ask the question again. <laughs> yeah. So Luis, let's 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 just get back to that, man. So what's I mean, we we have lived through a strange time where science is kind of skewed. So you live in a place that lives a lot of extremes. So how's your view of global warming and the science around it? Uh, personally, I think global warming or global climate change is real, but it's not man-made induced. I'm on from, I come from the perspective that it's natural cycles that ebb and flow through time over a, a great distance of and span of time. But there's definitely some, um, some fuckery going on with geoengineering especially in Australia at the moment. We're living through a spring that's essentially an extended winter and it doesn't look like we'll have a summer. So it's like a climate shift. I, I think it's more like a climate shift than a, than a climate change because you're right, it does go in like a, you know, every, every few thousands of years. It sh it, North Pole, the, the, the magnetic North Pole is shifting right now. Yeah, it's got that wobble. Um, it definitely goes in ebbs and flows from what I'm looking at. And for the longest time, I would look at um, uh, David Dubine and Ice Age Farmer and look at uh, global cooling as being probably more of a, a, a direction that the world's going in opposed to global warming. But yeah, climate change is definitely real, but whether it's induced by man, I, I think that's hotly contested still. Well, that's why they use the word change. Yeah. You, you, can't, you, can't, you can't fight the word change well, because this is the way you stop warming. This, they were like, God dang it, we can't say the earth is warming anymore. This, this, this goes let's throw some tax money in it. Let's throw some people's tax money in it. It'll go away. It'll stop changing. They've been, trying to give you, they've been trying to tell you that for a long time, but this always goes back to a a book that I've referenced on here several times, and I've even done an entire episode about on the Red Pill Project called The Adam and Eve Story that was a classified CIA book that talks about exactly this. Every few thousand years, there's literally a climate shift because of things like the poles and such shifting, like the one rushing, like you said, Bandit, the one rushing towards Russia right now, you know, and such. And with, with the shift of that, Logically speaking, of course, there's going to be shifts in where the where the climate's going. I'm a firm believer in these ancient maps that show Antarctica unfrozen. So they were unfrozen at a time because there was a shift and that was a habitable area. That's probably why there is tons of things underneath the ice that we don't understand. Well, to go into that, Jim Bob, um, you look at what Scandinavia was when it was the Viking invasion of Europe and into Great Britain. People have this skewed historical view that it was an icy cold tundra and they had to go to raid to survive. It's simply not true. They were growing wine vineyards yes. in Norway and Sweden and you need a temperate climate zone to do that. So the coldness of the north is a relatively new thing. They were able to go out into the world because they were well stocked and provisioned the, to do so. The 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 little ice age that occurred a few hundred years ago that also coincides with the plague, the bubonic plague. The so it, it's it's interesting that the bubonic plague happened around the same period that the little ice age happened, and also the crop yields died, and that's all, also the rise of absinthe because all mm -hmm. the wine vineyards died because of the climate change was so drastic that there was no wine production and an absinthe came into play. And then because it was somewhat hallucinogenic at a long, in relation to long-term use, it's the wormwood. 
people are like, oh, if you drink it once, I'm like, you have to drink it for multiple days. <laughs> it it develops in your system, and Gallon. then you kind of start getting the effects of it. That, but that's why, like, there was that scourge against it, and like all these wars, and 30 percent of the population in Europe died. So a lot of things happen, and a lot of records get destroyed. So our notion of even time itself has some error corrections, like you're saying. Like there Definitely. might have been some errors, and also the Vikings. They, I I learned they're bigger and better in relation to size and health because they ate fish and that fish had exactly mm -hmm. the right nutrients to keep humans healthy and well so scandinavians have been around six feet for a very long time because they've been eating from the ocean very good food exactly and you look at inland cultures like you look at the the early normans or the anglo-saxons even though the normans were descended from the same danish vikings over a generation or two they would drop below four feet they were tiny because they were living on grains and and leafy greens predominantly and a little bit of meat but you look at the armor yeah, you, look at the, you look at the armor suits in in scottish or english castles they're tiny like yeah. anyone standing next to them would be a Wait, giant did you see that poland blocked people from giving vegan diets to children because of studies have shown that parents that are giving vegan diets to children are smaller and potentially even have lower iqs yeah, I can say that. I can say a lot of vegan people have low IQs. You need yeah. that protein from meat. Well, we have insizes and canines a lot for of a reason. Things. Yeah, it's a lot of things. It's not only there's the protein, because the proteins we can get synthetically, I mean, or like we can extract the whey and all that. But there's a lot of other things, like even in shakes, you know that vegan shakes have lower values than regular, like whey protein is like 130 and then like soy protein is like 70 in like their scales and there's values. The best type I think is pea protein. That's like 80 something to 90, but still the values are garbage for soy and other types of proteins. Ah, oh, but see the soy protein, you get a bonus of that. You grow some man boobies at the same time. Yeah. Well, um, <laughs> well they have shown that um, there was the, the time the, at the beginning of, or during the, the pandemic here, the whatever you want to call it, grocery stores had started to thin out on the shelves and every grocery store photo they showed, they showed where the plant-based meat products and the, the fake vegan food, those areas of the shelves were oh. still full yeah, and everything else had been that. taken. So, so it just shows it's like people would rather starve than eat that stuff. Yeah, we were paying $12 a, a head of lettuce at one point because of the food shortages and people still weren't touching that shit. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, what, Unreal. It, the real, I would say, if, if there's any uh, climate issue or um, global issue, I would say it's fishing. How's the, because at least you have your friends in China overfishing everywhere. Is there fish issues or fish yield problems in Australia that you've even heard about? Not, not that I noticed. We're in the we're in the southern end of Australia, so our fisheries are pretty well stocked. Um, I go out fishing with my dad. He's got a boat, and we're not too far away from the coast, and we don't see any issues. But I can definitely see at the top end near Indonesia and those uh, South Sea China Sea areas where it's just overfished to the max. There's definitely big big issues up there. That, I mean, no, that's that, that's that's pretty interesting. That just uh, you know, the I guess the span of the island, there's still 
you know, such good fish. And I guess a lot of people worry about them migrating and such, but I guess you guys are doing fine down there. That's, man, I bet it's beautiful out there fishing in some of that ocean. I could just imagine, like, that would be, sorry, that's me sitting here thinking about that. I just thought that was pretty awesome. I got to give you that. Yeah, it's really good down here. Very good. Yeah, because our buddy Terry, he lives up, like, like in the city side. Like, he's up in the northern end of the end of the country. And the poor guy, he he's been drugged through it when it comes to a lot of the things up there. And you may mention earlier about not even being able to go to the beach during the whole nonsense and drones. No, we, um, as a country, we had a curfew system put in place that we didn't even have during wartime. So as soon as it hit, I think it was like nine o'clock at night from memory, you couldn't leave the house and cops were patrolling streets, helicopters on famous beaches around the state where people go out and watch sunrises. They had drones with a speaker on there saying um, curfew is in effect. Leave the beach. You cannot watch the sunrise. Sunrises are illegal. A state premier would get up each morning and give his fear porn address of how many deaths there were and how selfish people are if they left the house after a certain time. Because COVID just knows to come out at the right time. Yeah. It won't come out. won't come out at night. How did you you see now, like, Obviously, the policies were absolutely unnecessary, but how does everybody around you feel? Um, I think there's a, a lot of Stockholm syndrome. Looking back at the data now, and it's very evident, our state, out of any place in the world, locked down the hardest and had the most strictest measures, and we have the highest death count of COVID in the entire country. So it had no effect at all, no impact. And all I know, the was, science never said the, the science showed it was never going to have an impact. Exactly. Yeah. There's a reason neither why that was masking, never a policy. This is the fun part. Neither for masking or for the shots. Like the shots didn't prevent anything. The masking, unless you wore the mask how you're supposed to. And it's actually just for sick people. It wasn't going to mm-hmm. do anything. No. Because most people never wear it properly. So let's start off with that. Children, that was just damaging their brains that that was just plain stupid and it was ignorance on an extreme that baffled like what were educators around your like what were people saying around you like well i i am a government school teacher unfortunately i'm in that system i'm a rare white buffalo that i'm a traditional straight male who has to put up all the left-wing shit now um in our state, we had a really stupid system that just defied logic that I argued at every turn where when masks were introduced, teachers didn't have to wear them when they were actively teaching. So I never wore one. I refused to wear one because I was always teaching. And only students from grade three upwards had to wear masks. But anyone below that age didn't have to. It's like oh, the wow. COVID. The only, not, wait, yeah, the, knew, only, not the only thing that group. just made sense. Wow. Wow. One thing. <laughs> It knew not to go near the little kids. Grade. Of course, they're going to be like doing this and like yeah, yeah. themselves. But awesome. even kids above third grade, like yeah, it's in their pocket all day. It's got microbes and bacteria on it. They oh, give themselves they'll never radio. wash them when they go home. They'll wear the they, same. They get sicker. They suggest yeah. they will get sicker. This yeah. will get them sick and give them very now bad diseases. And <clears> so I lost a count seventeen for that exact statement, Louise. I just want you. to <laughs> <laughs> Facebook account number 17 was lost to that exact statement. That what? Wearing this mask is just going to make you sicker. Well, anecdotally, my observations are, and I keep an eye on the kids who did wear masks throughout it and occasionally still do wear masks, 
they are constantly getting sick still. They are get, they'll get the sniffles. They'll get cold. The ones that never wore a mask that are rubbing their nose and touching surprise, themselves, they're fine. Surprise. Well, now if you notice, um, here in the states, uh, the governors would do their, uh, the individual governors of the states would get on Twitter and do their little COVID update, make sure you get the shot, how many you know cases we have. Get all your masks, get your N95s. Yeah, now they have gone back to saying, hey, this year the flu is on the rise. Make sure you go get your flu shot. I'm like, oh, wait, the flu returned? Wait, are we, we back to doing the flu? But uh, back. It's a half of, we have school districts here that are completely shut down because so many kids are out with a combination of flu, strep, and RSV. Where, where I live, uh, our entire, almost our entire school district is completely shut down for a few days leading up to Thanksgiving break because they said so many kids, a third a third of my daughter's middle school, which a third is a couple hundred students, are out with a mixture of flu, flu slash strep. It's ridiculous now. And it's not just like I've noticed this is not like the regular whatever thing going around. This is something that's been this is something that's been brewing for a few years. Yeah. Uh, here, let me entertain a crazy idea for you guys. I haven't been sick the entire time. My wife has supposedly had COVID in air quotes. Um, I didn't catch it. We slept in the same bed, all that kind of stuff. Never caught it. Had been well, surrounded you by probably kids. caught it asymptomatically, which is well, that's, yeah. that is a real version. You can catch well, it and have no symptoms. I, I actually, I'm in the mindset now where I'm entertaining the idea that it actually doesn't exist. Well, uh, the, the, it, it's, a, it's, a cra- it's a crazy idea, but <laughs> let me entertain you with this one. During the height of COVID, every school in my state was given a HEPA filter, every classroom. Now, we know modern day electronics, they're all Bluetooth enabled and have all these crazy connections, right? Every single one of these things has a Bluetooth connection and was set up in a classroom It has a, a 5G signal. Not saying that 5G is COVID at all, but I find it really interesting that all these things were put in classrooms when kids start to get sick. An anecdotal analogy for me is, Every teacher who had that thing turned on all the fucking time got COVID. Mine just wasn't turned on each day and I'm fine. You had it off? Yes. <laughs> That's interesting. That's it's amazing. Not, not my fault. The cleaners kept switching it off. I had no idea about the, it. And this brings up this this brings me back to another book that I definitely always recommend to The Invisible Rainbow, The History of Electricity and Life. If you haven't read that, Drew, like I highly recommend that because it talks about how throughout histories, the different changes up into different frequencies of radio waves, even back to your early radio waves, caused different influenza type diseases in a lot of people and how it has and how it has continued throughout time and stuff like through the steps up into like your your radio waves from back in the day to cell phones to the g speeds and stuff 2g the 3g because i mean we we're all old enough i believe that we've seen it go through that like i remember you were like a cell phone what the hell and then now you're like 
cell phone and internet and computer and everything like that and like it would you were the lucky kid on the street to have the super nintendo like forget forget having a damn computer at the house like, <laughs> right it is so that's the thing um we we are learning constantly that we have a complex system that encompasses what is the human being right we have limited comprehension of what truly radio waves could potentially do to us because we are beings of frequency um, and I say that because I, at least even from my brother studying this subject, he's, a, he's, this too. he studied at least with the effects of 4G and he was just told me, never have your phone next to your head. Yeah. And you're making a call, use headsets. <laughs> like, never, have your, never, never do this. Don't well, do this. Uh, just well, don't do that. After starting to read um, the the book, and that that's four G, five G, same yeah. thing. Don't put it next to your head. You like put it on speakerphone and like put it in front of you. Because After starting it's, to it's, when it's this close, it's bad. Like prove yeah. it. Data, the data proves it. It's bad. You can have it like this, and it's fine. Stop putting it next to your head, even for the demonstration. No. Um, yeah. Well, I started reading that that book you're talking about, Jim Bob, and I instantly went from having AirPods. To putting them down and having a connected cable i'm lucky that my phone is seven years old and it still has the jack <laughs> yes okay see i have a phone that has a jack in it too and even you know even the headset that i have here for this and a couple other sets that i have are all cabled headsets like i refuse to get into ones that have the bluetooth wireless like you can my, put adapters on any of these to, devices to, to, to put, put it I, I understand but like putting it in my putting it in my head and adding that extra radio wave of the Bluetooth transfer to my ears is not is really not much better than having I'll, the phone I'll, up there by your head. No, 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 no. I'll I'll, I'll actually re, re, like retort that. Yes, it 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 is very different. The radiation that comes from this device when it's emitting a phone call, but not the Wi-Fi radiation, the radiate the cellular radiate. Like I'm simplifying it. The radiation that is emitted from the cellular antenna is very different to the Bluetooth. It's like but it's, it's not the it's same still, category. But it's still it's still a radio wave, and I still believe there's bigger said, radio waves coming from the radio station across correct, the street. Correct, correct. But again, I'm not I'm not I'm not disagreeing with that. But I'm also saying that it's I, I really recommend this book too because I know Drew's gonna understand what I'm saying here. But like, regardless of the radio wave, it is. A, it's still a radio wave and like you said we are beings of frequency and i added in a mech suit because and all of these radio waves have some form of effect and you're right you might be all right and i might be completely fucking wrong <laughs> like, i'm not what? trying to say that There's you're that. wrong i'm just saying like the like the, the i'm not trying to say that you're wrong i'm just saying like i think even even though it's a less even though it's a different radio frequency, it's in still one that's counteracting wise anyway generally headphone wired headphones are superior so yes. if we're going to go off audio, if I bought, I have a hundred dollar headset, like that's wired the best headset I've ever had. And it's, <laughs> and it, it's, it's a wired headset and it's by far better than any Bluetooth option available. Does anybody remember the, the big boys? Like from <laughs> bandit, you're old enough to remember it with me. I know you are the, the one dude that had like the bit, they were like basically Bose headphone speakers back in the yes. day before the rest of them. You couldn't hear for shit outside around you, but boy, did you have like a theater system in your friggin' head? Like they don't, they don't, I don't think they make them that good anymore for that. No, cheap. they make them better. It's just they're expensive. <laughs> they're, very, they're very expensive. Like I've priced some them. online. 
because I wanted to replace the ones I've got right now, and they get I, it's asinine. It really I is. Can, like I can send you guys the highest quality wired headsets uh, brand, one of the best in the world. It's actually made here, and and Brooklyn. Now those were the ones you told me about, and mm-hmm. uh, I, went, I went I went and priced them, and uh, I, I don't feel like taking out uh, you know another car loan or something. I mean, if you look at the nine hundred dollar ones, duh, yeah, I get you. Or the ones that are thirty six thousand, or you know, oh, <laughs> that's ridiculous. Six hundred. Drum will bounce back to you. What were you uh, about to say about the about the book and the radio waves? I believe. Yeah. yeah I, sorry, what, I, what I was about to get to is that I think the jury, even if you're going off the science air quotes, the jury is still out on the what the effects of any kind of wave frequencies have on the human body body over a long period of time, Ooh. let alone having um, radio signals to begin with, then going into 3G, then 4G, and now 5G. We simply don't know yet. We don't have the long-term data. Can, can I play a sound clip that um, is very relevant to this? Let me play this right now. Science is not really about truth. It's about <laughs> power. Dun, dun, dun. That's uh, it. Uh, th- yeah, that's Science the guy that's going to turn us into power. hackable robots. This is about control and power. That's just how, like, think of it as the cathedral, the the dogmatic mm-hmm. like structures that rule society. Look at the past. That's easy. Just look at the past. How how did the past behave? There was a merchant class. There were the aristocrats. There was the plebeians, and then there were the the church and the science. Let's let's tie back this dogmatic idea of what how science is is operating today. We'll go back to what climate change and and everything that was going on in the start of our conversation. In Australia, we had we kicked off the whole man-made climate change, global warming agenda, all because the University of Queensland they read read in air quotes over five thousand papers. And under that, under their conclusions by reading those papers, they determined that man-made global warming was a real thing. The problem is there was one scientist and three little like secretaries, and all they did was read the title of each paper. And oh that's what Can the whole please? science is based on. Now. I would love to see this baseline. Oh my god, this is so good. This is so good. There, like, there was I, a video. I, there was a video that came out, and I do believe it was. Um, an Australian scientist that said um, the way they are doing college students now, the way science is functioning now, that it all has to be peer reviewed and peer reviewed studies are garbage because everything significant to science since, well, the beginning has come from the fringe of science, has come from the people that were looked at as crazy. And now they have paid people to write as, you know, they're not those crazed people from the fringe, but just to get it peer reviewed and everything peer reviewed can be bought and paid for. Yes, well, science, science advances one death at a time, doesn't it? And you look at science, science isn't magically void of politics or or someone's own views about the world. If they see a title that suggests that, I don't know, let's say, uh, white heterosexual men uh, have the greatest impact on global warming, someone who's probably left the line is going to pick that up and read it and give it their peer-reviewed thumbs up. Well, there's also the manipulation of the the how you read it. So the, the, sec- the I think it's the Secretary of the 
medicine like so medicine in florida i forgot the correct title sorry he was the one that was refuting a lot of the data in the united states and was advising the state hey don't follow the policies of the federal government um he was breaking down the the fake values that were used in studies so what they were doing was saying oh it's 10 percent, it's 10 20 but what they were doing is actually manipulating the expression by by actually just comparing one value next to the other value instead of the totality of values so that manipulation of data is so drastic and so so much it's shown everywhere all over the data meaning so we have a 30% efficacy wait so 30% between these two values is not 30% it's 3 or 2 so those manipulational tactics of expressions and manipulation by math uh, lying with statistics yeah how's the book, exact same thing yeah that lying book with expresses that trick and they like See, they go deep into like this is how this trick works like this is how you can tell somebody one thing but only a scientist or own somebody that can read the math can like wait 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 what lying, lying what with lying with statistics is easy 67% of people can tell you that yeah it's like when they <laughs> give you it's like when they give you a per capita murder rate as opposed to like the actual real numbers of something it's like when they say the highest per capita you know crime rate in the United States, instead of giving you the actual whole data, you but know, if you compare Norway to the U.S. or Sweden, <laughs> I think it's Sweden. Sweden is more yeah. violent right, than the United getting, States. But, but getting into that, like you look at like what they consider into a crime rate. Like look at look at your the tons and tons of, of laws on top of a thing that you know you can just break that are just simple that people break every day and don't even realize it in some cases. But like like they're going by like the amount of laws they're able to charge people with and like in in these statistics and numbers that they're gathering for this because these are some of these false numbers we're talking about they're including things that are crimes that you know that aren't like that are like victim crimes it was times that the cops had to be called out for something and, and you know what i'm saying you're like, right and the and the problem is you look at people use data from long term but laws change in between there and things get added on an example is in my state of Victoria, that in Australia, that domestic violence only ever used to be considered when a physical assault happened between spouses or partners. Recently, they added to that and changed the law around it that yelling and screaming at each other became a part of domestic violence. So, of course, domestic violence jumped through the roof because you can't even have an argument with your partner anymore. You're breaking the law. But they're still applying that data to what it was when it was half of the crime. Yes. So, of course, it looks like it's bigger now. There's a, a great example that I've, I've made with this is a lot of the data that comes out for um, the deaths that have to do with smoking. It, if you are a known smoker and were to get hit by a bus, did you know you're going to get tallied into that number? No. Oh, yeah. it's, it's like it's like COVID. Oh, no, Pre-COVID again. Yeah, it's, so, it's, it's like COVID, man. <laughs> this, but this is a true thing before. This is a true thing before COVID. Like I was trying to, I was, I, I've, I've been an, I've been an advocate for vaping for a little while because it, I've seen it help get people off of the. You shouldn't terrible, smoke. Period. But if you're gonna smoke vaping, I've seen it. I've seen it. Get people, I'm a bit, I'm I've a little bit surprised by like the bus. Does the bus have a Marlboro ad on it? Is that why the person stepped <laughs> out towards it? Like, right. Well, well, it's it. 
it, it it has to do if you were a known smoker and of course you know they can figure out if you were a smoker when they're doing the autopsy and if it was clear that you were a smoker you know on your death that death gets tallied into the death count of people that have died because of tobacco your life was shortened because of tobacco you wouldn't have been walking in front of that bus if you didn't have to go buy go buy cigarettes that day or some shit you know like that's just like they, they this is the way they do things with numbers that's why when it comes to numbers and i'll even say the numbers for things like the sense of how many people are on the planet like I, I just i feel like they do a really good job at fudging numbers and there's some really cool videos coming out of australia that i keep seeing all over my tiktok feed today of people helping create numbers for things like voting by just shoving bags and bags of ballots into the ballot box in the overnight hours and it's just like Hmm. You don't think I, I, that other people can be paid to fudge numbers of all kinds of ways when it comes to so many different things? Okay. Our voting system is fudged beyond even needing look, to cheat. Look, like, look at India. 600 million people vote in one day. 600 million people. Of course, that is not the, that is not the majority. Right. That's close to half the population pretty much because, you know, the other half is children. A big portion of like 30% probably is children. So 600 million, give or take, are voting in India. 600 million. And in a single day, you get the results. There's 400 parties. Still, they get everything done. So you're telling me they can get it done. But the rest of the world has problems and they can't do it in a single day. First of all, it should be a holiday in every country. Mm -hmm. Voting day should be a holiday. And I don't know why the United States is not a holiday. It's actually really, 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 really stupid. It we still a have a... We still have a preference-based voting system where someone can win the popular vote, but the person the who came second, yeah, yeah, the someone who comes second or third, they can preference the opposition, and then they can put their votes into them, and it bumps them above the person. So you have a parliamentary system, correct? Yeah, it's so dumb, so dumb. What is the best system? That is such an interesting question. No here. system no, at all. No government. No government. <laughs> yes. Yes, piracy all the way. Yep, you you answered that correctly, man. No system. Okay, is okay. System. While while, while for, uh, wishful thinking is is always like help with, like welcomed. What what has looked like a decent um, method of understanding what the population wants and needs? What is it? What everybody it like? like handling their everybody handling their own business. But I think once we once, once systems help. Once we left the um the, the hunter gatherer tribe societies of thirty or forty people, that's when it got out of hand. We'll find more <laughs> working in smaller clusters. When yeah. those clusters came together, it just went bad. See, the yes. thing is, people think people think that when if the government disappears tomorrow, that anarchy, all, <laughs> that all of hey! the all of the systems that are incorporated into the government that are designed to take care of people will simply disappear too. They wouldn't, but uh, the real they, opening. That's all you needed to say. Opening, but the problem is those but, but systems actually the operate the government. The government doesn't operate them. The, the problem is then uh, like tyranny from criminals would start to fr like flourish exponentially. That is a no. very big what is going on right now. They probably wouldn't about right now to your, to your that, benefit, that, that probably would happen for a short period of time, but it would balance out because that would get clapped really well, quickly. They, they took the way very they, they quick. Took away the ability people. for us to have guns. So yes and no. 
Just in your state. I don't know. Just in have, your have, state. Have, <laughs> just in your state, man. You're, like the, you're the closest thing to an Australian on this group because you've got no firearms. So yeah. <laughs> oh, you're just a you're a domestic Australian, Luis. You're a, you're a diet Australian. Okay. Australia light. Um, you, you don't need firearms. If you look at the um, the Irish Republican Army, they had little old ladies with big knitting needles stabbing British soldiers in the neck. You don't need a firearm. And, and they had car bombs. Well, I mean, wow. yeah, I, I bring I bring this I bring this up to my uh, my other Australian buddy all the time. It's kind of a joke. I mean, the real the the real deal is is we all need to get us some emus because the Australian government proved that they can't handle that. So why don't you start an emu farm and just take over, bro? Like, <laughs> no, just frogs. Just get frogs. Frog, yeah. Frogs riding the frogs. emus. There we go. Yeah, but frogs. see, it, getting frogs back to cats. what we initially we started frogs, with cats this, and buddies. No, frogs, cats, and buddies. When the, if the government was to disappear tomorrow, I mean, that people would say, oh, anarchy. That, But that's not – we need to get people moved past that stigmatic view of, you know, lawlessness. People seek, and people people, that's leadership. all they're going to – yeah. No. They do. You, you they would, do. Anarchy, would anarchy exist without the lizard people, though? That's what you really have to ask. If the lizard people are gone, would there really be anarchy? I think oh, we, we really know just, who's who. Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, we, oh, we, oh, we know oh, who the lizard like people are. The yeah, we, that's oh, not difficult to. You, you, okay, okay, okay. Look, look, so <laughs> if we found the glasses, <laughs> we can actually tell them apart. <laughs> then, then, then we could definitely have a, a civilized counterpoint. A, there, I haven't found. You don't I need the glasses for some of them. The skin is falling off their face. Yeah, <laughs> that's also old people. Come on. <laughs> exactly. Well, I mean, I think, I right. think, I think Bandit has dreams of there being a bo- boomer remover anyway. So, like, <laughs> I mean, they, they, they robbed us of the nuclear age and affordable housing. That is valid. I mean, the dirty fucking hippies, that generation that are now the drawing social security you know and i don't care how bad they so, people look at me for so that is that I'll, they robbed us because they voted for everything they could no matter the long-term negativity of it they voted for everything that would lower their taxes and make it good for them regardless of the generations to come but, but I you mean, have to also look at the perspective that they weren't as educated and they didn't have as much access to information as you well, did lead poisoning yeah, is a motherfucker too man, but they, they played. They played the card of, oh, my parents were in the war. Oh my, oh my god, so hard. And then, and then, all right. The one, I guess, the one argument that I'll give uh, that I will, in a semi way, give to them, and that's just because my grandpa, my grandmother was actually there for it. Was when the uh, government sent soldiers to college to shoot some of them because they were protesting against the war, like. I mean, the government was showing its teeth then, and I think that's when some of their parents they just started, stepped yeah. up and started doing something instead of... Well, well know, the government here off. sent police to shoot people for protesting, so... Pretty much the same thing. Right. Oh, yeah, they'll shoot you, you for protesting. You, you, you can't escape that aspect of the government, man. No matter where you go in the world, they will shoot you for but protesting. That's, but I'm saying, though, that's I think that's where... 
that's where a lot of them have their fear and conformity at because they were like, oh crap, they are going to come and kill us. But like they're, I think that's when they're, I, I really think that that's when their parents, like their generation of parents should have been the like, quiet generation. That's the quiet the generation. Front fucking door. You need to, you need to, you know, slow down. We just fought wars for you and shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like that. That's that and they survived the Great Depression. They did. Mm. Well, they were the, they were the ones that survived the Great Depression, and I think they were the ones they just basically kept their mouths shut and just went along with everything. Gave and up the gold. The children FDR. You had the children come along in the free love uh, decades. Well, that was and, an interesting time because that's when MK Ultra started to go on overdrive. Oh, full fucking swing, man, with LSD. And, and, it, and, it, and it not only in the United States. I don't know if you've heard, Drew, but we experimented on several people in several places. There was a town we dosed in France. We yeah. dosed a whole fucking town in France. I can't remember the city, but they, oh, we, no, we, lost we dosed an entire town in France with LSD. That didn't go well at in all. A and a legit thing to think about. I'm not kidding about this when I say lead poison. Lead poison generation. The paint, gasoline, pencils. This the lead that or the real lead in the pencils. The lead in the paint. Uh, they had lead in their silverware. They had lead in the gasoline. Everything. There you go. There you Jesus. go. Oh, you guys didn't know. There it's real. Yeah. yeah, it's completely. It's real. real. I'm not Ta- making shit up. When the I town talk. is the inhabitants of Point Saint. Espert, Espirit, the Southeast um, of France in 1951. I mean, right around that same time frame. Well, no, it'd have been late, not too, no, not too. This is this is when we were all 1951. This is 1951 is when we were developing nuclear reactors already. They sprayed a town here in the U.S. with uh, radioactive uh, radioactive dust. We are in so much fucked up shit just in the United States. They fed those kids radioactive oatmeal, and and people want to and people want to St. Louis, Missouri. Syphilis. They they want to trust this government that has but done they gave syphilis. It, they gave it to them. They didn't give them the chance of getting it the fun way. <laughs> no. So so what they did? No, this is worse. No, no, no. It's way worse than you think. They gave them placebos instead of the treatments. They could have just given them a hooker with syphilis. That would have been more fun, surely. <laughs> I mean, but they think didn't about it. Tell them they did. They didn't tell them they had syphilis. They wanted to Ooh. see the results. Oh, I'm you mean you, that was dark? Issue? It was really dark shit. And that's what makes you wonder why? Why would you? I mean, people I, will look at this and go, "I trust the government. They're not doing that." This documentary like you mentioned, this documentary Jim before the documentary about what the crazy stuff that was happening in Australia with the Abor- the Aborigines. Um, oh yeah. Oh my God, dude. They were actually. What's this documentary's name? I need to see it. I hold on. Can I point something out real quick? Go ahead, Bob. Look it up. Aborigines were still classified as flora and fauna until the late '60s, and you could shoot them like a wild animal. Yeah. This is in the United States or in Australia? No, this is Australia. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they're, the, they're the only native people in like a Western colonized country that doesn't have a peace treaty. Well, that's why you guys forced them to take vaccines that they didn't want. The, well, they kind of forced everyone to take vaccines here that we didn't want. <laughs> there's a there's a bit there's a big one 
on uh, YouTube that I have saved that I'll share with this one. It's and it's actually only that's only like the first part that I can share with you, and then the rest of them are they'll follow after or whatever. But it's a the first one's two hours long, and it's about the Aboriginal folks. I, I remember talking about this the other night. We shared it on another episode and stuff too. But they were, it, man, they when it came to doing things down there, man, they they treated the Australian folk. Especially the Aboriginal ones with some, with some heavy hands, and and a lot of people also seem to forget that Australia, much like America, was started as like a prison colony too, from like from like England and such. As far as like, hey, we're gonna ship people down there and just forget about them. Yeah, that that was the biggest problem. Australia, we only had one free colony in Australia, and that became the south, the state of South Australia. The rest of our states were prison colonies, and I think that kind of set the catalyst that. The main majority of people here were either the military police or convicts, like brutal, hard people who so, were away you're, from you're away a and they, born out of aggressive people and violence. Yeah, and if you've been shipped off to the other side of the world and you're suddenly freed as a convict, and the only way you can survive is taking out someone who lives nearby, and you don't have the education or the the social skills to make connections with Indigenous people, that's probably the situation that both of them were put in that they were going to fight each other. Yeah, oh, absolutely. We have a saying in Australia, it's called um, Buckley's Chance. If you've got Buckley's Chance of something happening, you've got no chance. And that's named after an Irish convict who escaped a penal colony. And he fled off into the bush and he ended up marrying into an Aboriginal tribe and had kids with them. Later on, the governor of the, of the colony captured him and wanted to use him to broker a peace treaty. And it ended up in resulting in his entire tribe being massacred and wiped out. That's why we've got the saying of there's no chance of it happening. Buckley's chance. That's... Why today, the 21st century, is there no peace treaty between the Aborigines, like leaders and the representatives and the Australian government? Why don't they have representation? Um, it's a bit of a contentious issue at the moment where we're going through a national, there's a national referendum coming up where it's a vote of, whether Aboriginal people should be represented in the constitution. And there's two schools of thought on it. Aboriginals are already Australians. They're the first Australians. They have a rich history of this country and we're sharing the land with them. The other side of it is if you're preferencing one race over the over the rest of Australians. It's not race. It's, God damn it, I hate those people that say that. No, but it's talking to you. Um, and that, that's the other school of thought is whether you have one other race getting preferential representation in the constitution, whether it's this equal opportunity amongst all Australians. So that's the current argument that's going on. That is such a bullshit argument. <laughs> such a load of shit. I think I, argument is okay, a well, of shit. I, I, here, I think here's like a third wild card argument is uh, why do the people of the Australian government that existed after the, these aboriginals even get to have a say so if those people want to be involved or not? Why don't we ask them like you know what I'm saying? Like, at, I, I feel they're making decisions based on their preference instead of the preference of the people. Oh, it's it's, they don't want to it's have politically nothing. motivated. Politically yeah. motivated. There's there's big issues. We have over a thousand Aboriginal nations in our country. If you look at look up the Aboriginal nation map, you'll see the current continent of Australia broken up into just thousands of tribes. What's all the population languages. size of that collective estimated uh, like populations? Um, it's gone up in recent years which is considered to be people lying on government documents to get um, special access to funds, but it's a low percentage, oh, wow. like 3% of the population or less. Okay. Um, 
and the problem is our nations of our, our first nations people they all spoke different languages a lot of them were constantly fighting with one another and there's no singular language like you look at our cousins across the ditch in new zealand maori is one collective language and in their education system in their schools every kid learns maori it's very strong part of their culture in australia it's a very hard thing to implement because you can have multiple clans or tribes within a state vying for, I want my language taught because my language is more important than yours. They've got the same idea where they're butting heads against each other for dominance still. Do you know how many of those languages have written elements? Or uh, none, none. It's a, complete, it's a completely oral language. So, oral, so yeah. much, so much is lost forever now. Um, it's just been what's passed down through generations and a lot of it's been lost to time now. Are they trying to create a... Uh frameworks so that they are preserved um is there any initiatives by the government and assistance with the uh, like in working together to try to create ways to preserve there's a lot of initiatives that are trying but rightfully so a lot of these nations are very cautious about letting any of their knowledge being passed on to the white man um within schools as with a school uh, within schools as as a educator i can't actively teach any aboriginal history it's illegal because i'm a white man Yep. Um, they hold it very closely. We have special designated um, government workers who are Indigenous people that come out to schools that you have to request. And a lot of the time, they're not really into coming out to schools. The only I mean, time they'll go it, to school is... The idea is that it's illegal is atrocious. I understand if if it's not preferred, but if you want to talk about... so I come this- from... Yeah, I come from the position of... If I ask for permission, hey, um, I contact one of the elders, I would really like to teach a unit about your artwork um, and how you've depicted animals. Is it okay if I go ahead and do that? And can you send me any resources? That's fine. But to not be able to do it is just ridiculous. That's the absurd part. I understand if you need to ask or like that's that because, okay, that's fine. But there's no pipeline. Yeah, or have a government sanctioned, air quotes, resource pool that you can draw from that you're allowed to use. That'd be fine. But nothing exists that's in a way erasing the culture by this bizarro proxy yes and that's the extreme left i would say um they're very much against white people not having access to it and it's disrespectful so wait the extreme left are the fascists oh yes. that's oh, so, you're, so you're like the united yeah. states okay so yeah, there you ju- go. exactly so yep oh, oh, okay yeah. <laughs> look the we're the same <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's the, the, the extreme far left. It makes me. It makes. It, I know. I they're so far left. They're like going around and just hitting the fascist button. Like they're just going around, and going straight much. to fascism. I know. I it's not a line. It's a circle, and it spins. I know. I probably reference this too too much, but I'm probably going to reference it again. It makes me think of uh, another episode of Rick and Morty where Rick got lost and was trying to get back to his place, but he couldn't, and he kept ending up in all these different. Uh, in these different worlds, but all of them defaulted to fascism. Like oh, yeah. every last one of them yeah. in the episode yeah. that he ended up, they they were defaulting to fascism, and it's just like, what the fuck? Like, why does well, why do all these because de- governments default, default to, to fascism? Okay, so well, oh, governments default to totalitarianism. I mean, yeah, that's been since the beginning of time, man. It's just, it's just hilarious. Just like God makes a great point on how like it seems that all these people that. Uh, very true here and very true where you are that they think they're doing good with by for, using the government to force people to do things and 
I mean, that's just that's slippery slopes. <clears throat> it's, it's the, yes. They're justified by their own moral compass. My morals can be very different from yours. And if your moral compass justifies you wiping out an entire group of people for the greater good, they're justified in doing so because they think they've got the moral high ground. That's the problem with humanity. People can justify whatever they do based on their compass. And we've known, we've seen lately, moral compasses have been really manipulated, screw, really screwed up and manipulated as of lately. And let me bring it back to uh, the whole COVID ordeal. We really saw moral compass, screwed up moral compasses with the whole COVID thing. And it was my, my, my I, choice. <laughs> if, kind of if, if not, if yeah. you don't get the vaccine, I hope you die. Right. And um, uh, lots of people and some people who now, um, I, you know, I don't want to name names because I'll I'll be respectful in that aspect, even though he doesn't deserve it. But some very prominent, a very prominent person uh, posted quite a few times on Twitter and his social media that said, if you don't get the vaccine, I hope you die a really horrible death. And now many people in the American media now. He is dying of cancer. That is common. And, and, and wants and wants sympathy. Um, you know, I don't know. I don't have any more to give so, the, those the people. This makes me. This makes, let me let me finish one thing. Let me finish one thing. Just one quick thing. The Atlantic one. What I always say about the COVID thing is they used that to draw a line in the sand to see who would follow government orders and restrictions to the letter and who would push back. That's what they used. They used that to draw a line in the sand to find out who chose sides, you know? And I think that's very unique to the American situation because you've started off as a country based on fighting for freedoms and having a say about yourselves. You look at Australia though, we were started as a penal colony. So we're really good at either following orders or, t- or giving them because we're the You're ancestors right. and their jailers. You went right back to the. You went right back to a penal colony. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, wait until we have space penal colonies. That's going to be a whole thing. Oh, jeez. <laughs> hey, you know, those, those dumbasses over at NASA said we're going to have human beings living on the moon this decade, and everyone in the comments was like, "Guys, we can barely afford to live on Earth." Yeah. Space well, is gay. Why don't we it's live on the bottom of the scarcity. ocean like Sequest? That's well, right. That's right. Oh, Sequest, bro. <laughs> right? I can, I, I can get with that. So, for sure. Well, that's also happening, actually, already. Uh, the, the Until we find Cthulhu and roll fucked. Let's declare. Oh my God! Who did that image? Oh no! That was uh. This was this was one of our unseen um, admins over there on Captain Conspiracy and the Freedom Pirates on Facebook. Um, he's a he's a good I friend. I was he's quoting a, this article. He's a close. He was a close friend of mine, and he. This is his handiwork. I think he did a good job, and he said he already had that's the shooter, beer. right? That's yeah. Shooter McGavin. Yeah, he lives up in North yeah. Georgia and comes out and hangs out with me when he comes out of the woods for making shine every now and then. But okay, show the other one, the wood chipper one. Ah, oh, I forgot. Oh. <laughs> no, but that's related to an article from the Atlantic that was saying, "Hey, we made mistakes," but a lot of doctors very early on, and we're talking a month in from the vaccine, they were mm-hmm. like, yeah, this shit's not working. This shit's having side effects. What's going on? You're not on? getting amnesty. I, I, yeah. absolutely, 
I unfortunately, I live in a state that has a 95% vaccination rate and it was mandated on everyone that had a job. And especially as a teacher, I was coerced into getting one, uh, getting them. And I went to my doctor and I, look, I looked for every possible gray area loophole I could. And my doctor sat down with me and said, I'm really sorry, but we don't make your health choices anymore. The government does. A person, a doctor, my doctor here said, we, we, I don't make the health choices in relation to COVID. The government does. The government and corporations do. My, my doctor told me that a few days ago. When it comes to COVID, we don't we don't make choices. I'm like, okay, I can make the choice to tell you to fuck off. So <laughs> there's that. At least we still have the choice here. Um, because I, I, I saw this one Australian that fought like every way possible to get the the paperwork and the doctors were fired. They lost mm-hmm. their medical licenses. Doctors in Canada lost their medical licenses. Doctors in England lost their medical licenses. Doctors in the United States, many lost their medical licenses because they went against the establishment. They went mm-hmm. against the hospitals and they lost everything. And that's the reason why in the United States, many doctors weren't saying anything because the debt, the debt that they accure from the medical school is so huge. That's why they can't say anything. So they get like- fired. You got to pay five hundred thousand dollar medical degree. Like you're gonna have to have a job, aren't you? So when so I can't say no. So when I, so when I, all these years ago, when I was pointing out all these things that are that literally have happened all over again, you know, we're like we're talking about like the the suppression of real science over their science. Like when they figured out how to make pills based off of petroleum products and started erasing herbal medical science for profit and then how they started experimenting on people whether it be radioactive things whether it be the uh, you know the spraying of people with lsd or lord knows what else they've done and then you come around to things like how they've been outed about using the fear propaganda like we've seen them use you you know you don't think people look look over this i think and this is something that i've always pointed out for years like there's that kind of propaganda hidden in so much of your entertainment industry even that you're you're being fed the propaganda and stuff just about every day of your life when it comes to a lot of these things and it 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 molds many people's trains of thought like it it's it's a it's a slow drip needle of a brainwash. Like I've been looked at crazy before in this, but even your simple cartoons like SpongeBob has some form of underlying brainwave that can influence your train, your, your thought pattern, your train of thought, you know, just the amount of pedophiles that worked on that show. That's, I mean, that's a, that's a great example of why, but like, but like, you know, these are, it, what I guess what I'm getting at is, you know, these are all I, for one, think COVID the way that it happened and draw, drawing that line, appreciate it because for so many years, I was just the crazy guy in the pirate hat that everybody was like, who's this nut job standing on the side of the road with his cardboard sign, you know, telling everybody that the world is ending, you know, the end is near. But like now it's more and more people are seeing these things for reality. And I think it's a point to bring it up and show people that it's been happening for a long time and they've been outed for it before, but everybody just kind of move forward. We don't need to move forward this time. We need to actually 
do more than out them. Like we need to completely out them, not just out them for what they've done, but out them from where they stand. And they're, you know, I'm not, I'm not calling strip them violence. of all power. Every of all, you know what I'm saying? Like there's, you know, we, bring I back the stocks. I, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't. I, there's things I have ideas like Mr. Chippy. You know, don't get me wrong. And there's this other idea that me and Bennett have been tossing around about how I would like to have true cotton again. So we should make politicians go out and work the cotton fields. But that's that's a whole different subject for a whole different episode, of course. But like, I'm in the position of we really need to invest more into rocketry science. So let's launch the first rocket into the sun, and we can stack it with people who, you know. Uh, the testing ground. If they come back, well, I love this. I love this. You Send know, the Venus. You know, at what? the same Send time, we can prove flat Earth true or false at the same time because either they'll hit the sun and explode, stop or they'll hit the sun, right? Find out if yeah, find out find out if we're we're actually the here the geocentric universe. That's a simulation, or find out if we are a, something flying through space. Or something. Like that's <laughs> the, you know, so many boxes. ways to look at it. One really funny thing somebody uh, there, were a, there were a few people talking about was the speed of light could be the the, the limits of how fast it all can be rendered. Whoa, that's true. Look at <laughs> so that's if like, you go fast that's like the miss- speed of light, you break the render speed. So you but like, that's like missing four one one where someone who goes out oh. by themselves into the wilderness, the simulation is trying to render so much of the environment around them that can't catch up and the person disappears. Because that's the oh, simulation correcting the fault. Oh stop that. Why that, did you have no, great? No, because great. it's already pre-rendered. Pre-rendered, but it's, it's like playing Sasquatch. Explained that better than that. Like I will remember playing G- more Sasquatch before I believe that. The <laughs> but remember playing G- Remember playing GTA where you'd run and eventually like the scenes in front of you. Would be yeah, rendered. has it rendered yet? Yeah, but uh, there you or go. you, there we or go. you go. that's it. Or you get lag killed. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I remember getting la- lag killed in Modern Dude, Warfare 2. I got 2. lag killed yes. in Modern Warfare 2 just a few, a, two weeks ago. Oh, yep. here's, a mind, here's a mind fuck for you. Here's the latest little theory I've been coming up with. People always argue whether we're the playable characters and everyone else around us is an NPC. What if we're not either of those and the people who are awake to things are errors in the code and we can't get out no matter what? Yeah, I can totally, I can totally see that. We well, have we're, like, uh, we're all like all Neos trying to break like oh, we're broken. Well, the, actually, no, 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 what it is, is Wreck-It Ralph, the little girl in Wreck-It Ralph that was data. We're corrupted data. data. We are. So, we so really are. Whether you look at it as we're living in a simulation or not, this reference is a Disney movie. Data. This re- this, believe it or not, this like reference the, is a Disney movie, and I'm only familiar with it because of my kids, but like the, no, the you're not. You watched it too. The Wreck It Ralph yeah. series, the little girl that is the main attraction in that, she's an error in the game's data and isn't mm-hmm. even supposed to exist in the game. But they never corrected it. And like when they went to like fix the game, it was gonna get rid of her. And that's that was the whole premise of the thing was the other game trying to save her because he was real in his world, but she wasn't supposed to be there. And like yeah. the the NPC actually saved her. That's this gets darker though. This gets a lot darker. The playable characters are the elites. And they notice that we're actually programs that have figured it out. And they're like, oh, but they've got no chance of getting out. Sucks to be them. Well, did you see that the that the I forgot which organizations declared that, oh yeah, your cousin next door, she is New the Zealand. head of the misinformation uh, board. Oh, yeah. Jacinda. That's a bloke for sure. 100 percent That's that psychotic bitch. Uh 
I mean, I, a country that has been like led into fires, burning fires, and everybody followed. I mean, not I'm sure not everybody in New Zealand followed, but it, it is a sad case of a country that generally looked like it was well run yeah. ran to the ground. She, you forget, no, Joe. She's your one source of truth. Just remember, she that. no she's joke proclaimed that everything on social media is a lie and you will only get your truth from the government. We are your single point of truth. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that she was running a campaign for Governments don't lie, guys. Come on. No! No, they never lie. No! But she was was part of the, 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 the idea that, oh... These conspiracy theories are dangerous to our to our system. The democracy. Wait, if they're di- what part of them are dangerous? The truth. If they're not, not true. It's it's like flat Earth. Like what's what's flat Earth doing? Uh, flat Earth is not hurting harming anybody. Yeah, it's not hurting. Flat Earth harming anybody. Yeah, they're only harming themselves. I mean, they're only harming themselves. So 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 what what harm are we talking about here, fellas? I mean. Well, I mean, that's you know, it's 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 crazy to me. Like even 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 the f- people that get real deep into like that uh like that QA non. Like I'm just I, I've always an ex friend of the show used to be like, oh, they're they're so trash and conspiracy theorists. And I'm like, nah. I was like, no. They're when once they come out that they're following a mysterious guy that's sending emails out to tell them that that's the truth um, that's when they kind of start losing their credibility because you know you didn't get chosen to be some special guy that's delivering the message because q said you were like get go go back to 4chan and continue having the conversation with whoever you were having <laughs> yeah, you're lucky you're on the email chain right right like it's I just mean, but it's, just look at look at 4chan's ability to create narratives remember this yeah um, so this if you want out this is a white power. <laughs> yeah, it's <But> white power. <laughs> at the same time, really, you have to it really six six six. That's what oh, it is. Yeah. You have to admire 4chan's ability to um, be an internet sleuth. Okay, yeah. they do a better they, job they, at it than, than a lot of the internet does. Yeah. Do 4chan's done really well though, and the internet in general? We've memed things into existence. <laughs> that's why memes are or dangerous. out of existence or out of the existence is the most powerful mm-hmm. in the world it is um that would be i i say that i think i say that so much that it's you know um social media in general uh the internet in general has become the sharpest double-edged sword known for you know f- forever like they can use that to turn people and we can use that to turn people. We can use it against them and they can use it against us. This is this is one of our other uh, you know, group projects that we do with our buddy from Australia actually. Uh, defeat the media. And that's all it is, man. It's it's memes. Memes are the most powerful tool <laughs> in the world, dude. Oh yeah, that was great. Like <laughs> I'm currently trying to make a meme at the moment with Fediman and Biden as oh, Master that, that's Blaster a lot from... legendary one. That's a Did good you one. Not oh, know it was yes. Baldwin. I'm trying Who's to make a meme at the moment. Town. <laughs> the meme I'm generating at the moment has Biden and Fetterman as Master Blaster from Mad Max. Fetterman as a big, like, super tard, yeah. and then Biden on the back as a little tiny, physically inept person who's going to barely speak and try and control him. It's like, how is that man elected? Oh, I'll tell you this. We, we know how he got elected. Uh, Doctor Together Oz they make one rational candidate. person. 
Nah. I could have been a better candidate literally sleeping half the time. Well, if I was in his state, I'd vote for him too because he'd break my bones and grind them up to make bread like a giant. So it's (laughs) self-preservation. He's a troll. He lives under a bridge for Christ's sakes. Memes are great. I love memes. Uh, we 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 always sharing them in between things like that. Like that's to be real. That's where this this started. Like I've I've got you know Bandit will back me up here. I've got a record probably out there for most Facebook accounts ever, and that's just because we found personal, everybody because of memes. It, it's a it's this a per, started it's a personal of, thing. This started because of memes. We Jimmy and I found each other because of memes. Yeah. Um, everybody that is in. Um, the group right now had found because of memes found because of the enjoyment to, you know, share the truth, but share the truth in a comical way, you know? And then I, then one day, one day I, one day I logged on to TikTok because everybody else didn't want to do it. And I figured I'd take the dive because you got to have a presence, I think, in all the different social medias since they're all relevant to someone else. And it kind of just started growing into this because I started being a co-host over on the Red Pill Project quite frequently. And then I was just like, man, let's, let's do our own thing. And so we just evolved it. And the memes don't stop either, though. Like, the only time you don't see the memes is when we're banned because we still, we still stay on. I stay on ban regularly. I'm, I'm, going, I'm going like two or three days strong. I am strong. two steps from getting banned. So and because you're hanging out with us, that's it why into a, it turned into a personal thing. Because I don't know, after like the tenth or twelfth account, I was like, "Well, this son of a bitch has to know who I am in real life, like for real." And I'm gonna make him say Jim Bob Bovel shorts in real life because I want to hear Mark Zuckerberg say it. So I just keep creating <laughs> the account back, no matter how many times he gets rid of me, because I want him to publicly say my name because I think it would be hilarious. And that's just been a like a vendetta I've had like with him, I guess, to personally with sharing my memes and stuff. But I'll never, we never stop there because I really do. If I think I met, if I ever meet Mark Zuckerberg, I have to say your name. That's fine. <laughs> that's fine. And but I mean, if I, you know, I think I think the meme has done more for waking people up in general. Not not woke, but waking people up. Like because you can, there's so much information in your little six by five inch screen or whatever of the you know what i'm saying that you're seeing of this little picture and you know i've i've seen it change so many things and i think it still keeps doing its job every day i mean hell we start we we made jeffrey epstein didn't kill himself so damn popular on the internet with memes that they locked everybody down for covid and now here we are today (laughs) so (laughs) it it's Cuba, would you rather have memes or would you rather fly in on a rope through Zuckerberg's window with a cutlass? I mean, now if I if I can go <laughs> I pirate, say that. if I can go full pirate through the windows, like we we might have some discussion because I think oh, I- that's why Facebook's headquarters has giant walls around it. Oh wait, they have a wall around them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting, a huge wall. Interesting, a huge, wonderful, gigantic wall. We've we've done you know um, Facebook. As- Facebook's main like uh, server's headquarters is literally a fortress. Well, oh no no no. Now now I would I would say as far as that well, Skynet's got to protect itself, right? Well, yeah, no, you know they they basically <laughs> they gave them credit. They basically They're not close to Skynet. <laughs> Google might be, though. When you go in there to do the HVAC work on their uh on their towers and stuff at their Atlanta place, they basically black bag you and then 
don't wake you up until you get inside and then like <laughs> they follow you like a hawk and you can't even pull your phone they, out for they, anything. Do they legit block you from seeing where the fuck you're going until fuck you yeah, bro, the they don't want you to know where it is. And then they make you suck something through a hose. Pretty much. Like and you, you know, it's probably it's probably Zuck's fucking sweet baby rays that he's got in a hose yeah. over there, but like it's it the the security at this place is more ridiculous than anything I've ever seen in my entire life. I'm glad that I don't have to deal with that ever again because fuck doing HVAC work. It's a pain in the dick. Oh, you so you did work at a, a, a Facebook uh, server as as a they were a customer and we had to service the AC units there. And basically a whole floor is the AC duct because th- those things get so hot and it's it's harder security servers underwater. It's hard, <laughs> like, yeah. Like, submerged, yeah. It's it's yeah. harder. It's harder security than if I could probably show up to the White House and sit in the Oval Office's desk easier than I could get through a Facebook. Uh, of course, okay. Biden's not going to remember who you are, so you just say, "Oh, I'm I'm friends with your cousin." Uh, oh, okay, yeah. Come sit down. Just oh, say, "Where's mom?" Say the where's right mom? Story. Listen, and then, and pretty, then Kamala Harris sure. is going to come in laughing her head off. It's like, who are you? Got like a hyena. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no. And, you know, it's funny, though, I guess nobody ever truly remembers the vice presidents. Like when you go back, there's some that you that we'll remember out. her. But you're going to we'll remember, remember her. You're going to remember you're going to remember that laugh at hyena face every time. It makes me think of the damn the one that Whoopi Goldberg played in The Lion King. Every time she gets to bust. Yeah. Out that's exactly what I I've got, I've got to laugh at the moment. Like, you're getting a lot of people voted in based on, like, feelings and, oh, that poor hard-done-by person, not the merit of their character or the things that they stand for policy-wise. You've got an a African-American vice president, so I don't think you're going to have African-American a female... She's not African-American either. She, oh. is, she is, like, Caribbean, Indian, Jamaican. Like, she's not... She's Indian. Yeah. Well, she's not... She's, she's a, just lied more, about uh, More melanated than I am. She's a person of colour, <laughs> yeah. right? She's the person of color who's the vice president. So you're going to completely circumvent a female president in the future, and you're going to circumvent a person of color. So you have to up the ante. Your next president is going to be a trans disabled person of color in a wheelchair. Oh, they're going to be Latino. Latinx, get it right. After DeSantis. Come on, let me run for president. I have a meme. I'll I'll get a tan. I'll be colored enough. I have a meme. (laughs) I can run after DeSantis. It's it's actually funny that you brought that up because I've seen I've seen the scent. Or I, I get this. enough sun. I actually, I am you know what? Color. You know, this is even no, better I that I from who I've seen this from. Now that you brought that up, bud, uh, I, you know, of course, I love finding the memes and sharing them with other people. And this was actually one that you posted that kind of goes right along with what you're saying here. And I was it had, it made me laugh. It was actually gonna make its way over (laughs) because yeah dude like this is the crazy shit that's getting spewed out now because people are doing ridiculous ass shit remember ariana i I constantly go to my bank and i say i'm trans wealthy and i still don't put more money in my account it's really triggering that they don't put extra zeros on it good god no so there was a case of a person that needed to get a mastectomy they couldn't get an appointment but then they said, oh, I just want to get a trainer transition. And they got the appointment. Oh, my God. This actually happened in the oh United States. God. It doesn't surprise so, me. So people are just suggesting to them, if you cannot, if you need to get a mastectomy, don't just say you want to transition gender. 
and they'll just approve you. Wow. This, well, you know, we live, we live in the literal clown world at this point, man. We, we live in the literal so clown world. It's $7 million <laughs> per <laughs> transitioned person. That's the profit motive for the pharmaceutical industry to be transitioning so many children. 70% of these kids are also autistic. So you are also playing with people that have social issues. And then you're forcing the idea that transitioning gender is a solution to their social and, issues. And I can't help but notice that these like kids with Asperger's and autism, that it's when they're in their, say, eight, nine years old and they start watching things like anime and they're on the internet a lot, that's when they decide they might be gender fluid or gender diverse. And there's nothing wrong with, with the conception of fluidity. It's the, what's wrong is the forcing them the idea that they should not be comfortable with their own bodies because the consequences of these actions is so drastic. They, they will never reproduce. They will have lifelong complications with their health. They will never enjoy sex, especially They'll have male transition into female. You know, you have to violate that thing every single day for the rest of your life. Gross. Yikes. It's a wound. And and the early early, uh, use of hormone blockers ends up giving you osteoporosis long term. So, yeah, that's where they're blocking it. And Sweden was the first country that started it. And now Sweden blocking it. Sweden realized, oh, we're fucked up. But at least they're (laughs) they're stopping. But why isn't the rest of the world following Sweden? It's not where we're just fucked up. Oh, we're fucking up our next generation. Yeah, we better stop mm-hmm. that. No, but in the US, like, oh, we're just making autistic kids not uh, reproduce. It's okay. Because it's, 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 it's eugenics. Yeah, it's yeah well, eugenics. is it eugenics or is it how far does it go down that transhumanist route? Uh, every, is everyone going to be like those pasty gray skinned goo backs yep. from South Park in the future where we're, yeah. we're genderless, we're raceless and which is drones that serve a purpose. That's what they want, though. That's what they want, though. I mean, yeah, because then I mean, you can start hacking and bio and you know more. I don't know. The eugenics thing has always been pretty fascinating, and it's and it's interesting to see how many people throughout history were doing stuff like that, including people like Bill Gates' father and stuff. You know, like this just. An example of people that were into eugenics when you go through that so the grand. elites love eugenics on everyone else but they don't yeah. practice it on themselves they're so right. inbred that they get like the hasberg jaw and fucked up spina bifida and shit so yeah i've got a weird idea about eugenics well that's why one of the royals <laughs> in the royal family looks so good while the rest looks like shit yeah exactly hey if it's that good enough for the royals one. it's good enough for me yeah, and can you believe it? He became a redhead. That's the irony. The ginger yeah. one's the good-looking one with the good genes. What did he do? He married outside of our whiteness. Curse the married man. Out, married outside Gin- the family. Ginger Pan. <laughs> oh, he's not a real royal anyway. Well, you can laugh, but that's the truth, though, Louise. Yeah, married outside the family. Well, she's actually like a real, a distant cousin anyway. Even if they're yeah, outside everybody. the family, well, they're well, not okay, outside okay, okay. the family. If you go far enough back, you are related to everyone on Earth. Yes, but this is really close still, considering. <laughs> really, yes, really like close. The Amer- like the American, all the American presidents have some kind of lineage to the royal family. Like, yes, again, that's the thing. Is that all the vampires? If you go further, far, far enough back, you'll find that lineage and, and many people. I know I don't but find everybody. That's but. like you, but there goes, it goes to a point where like with the U S presidents, it all doesn't go back 
thousands of years, man. Yeah. It goes back recent, recent history. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and not and not just that, but Except like two, you know, what, speaking two presidents that weren't related to them. One, one Trump was related. One, one, or they're all cousins. He's still related. a piece of shit. Trump is related yeah, to all- Obama. <laughs> Obama's related to Bush. People have to realize Bush and Obama are related. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. I, well, I mean, it's well. You know, we're talking about the like these inbreds and stuff, and you know, it's. I've always found it funny that we, you know, you can mention some of the people lost deep in the woods of Appalachia that they've really found that are super inbred, and like that's totally where those royals are headed if they keep doing their first cousins and their sister. Well, they're already hallway, like they're already eating people, so it's like the hills have eyes, but with more money. I just have correct <laughs> at this point. Because it, it, this is the thing. Human trafficking is a $151 billion industry before COVID. Now it's probably a $200 billion industry. So where are all these people going? Nope. Like that serious question. Where are they all going? Where are they probably going? blended up in a big smoothie somewhere. Where do you think the government gets their people that they conduct experiments on? I mean, you just don't hire them off the street. That's why you never put yourself on an organ donor list because if some rich fucker needs your kidney, he's coming to get it. That's right. Yep. <laughs> uh, well, well, before I did find that slightly paranoid, as I have seen more with time how broken the system is, the more I've realized that, yeah, it's best to remove that crap from your ID. If you're dying in the hospital, you can change your mind, by the way. No, yeah, yeah. You can do that. You can just change your mind in the hospital. Time. Yeah, exactly. In the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> when you're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to die. Okay, donate whatever you can use. Yeah. That's different, you know. Oh, oh by the way, in Canada in a few months, I think it's like three, three months, less than three months from now, less than four months from now, they're going to allow people that are depressed to commit suicide by the state. Well, I think that's already been in effect in some provinces in Canada for a while. Now. Yeah. Oh, but now it's going to be nation, all nationwide in Canada. Yeah. That if you're and- depressed... You can get suicide via the state. It applies to kids without consent from parents, too. Whoa, Jesus. Welcome to this beautiful future. The death panels are coming. Bill Gates just oh, said it in oh, Canada. <laughs> well, don't they have like uh, the suicide pods in um, Sweden? It's like fucking well, Futurama, isn't it? Okay, so I, I, th- I think it's in Switzerland. Uh, mm. The thing is, you still need to do a lot of paperwork and you need to go through the psych evaluation. The, the governments over there, they don't just let you die. It's usually you're going through uh, something like you have something that's literally killing you inside or like pain or something like that. Terminal pain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So or there's a reason illness. for it. You cannot just go over there and get assisted suicide from the state. It's not a 25 cent coin. Oregon has it. I, 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 I am. That's I am Canada, for, though. I am for <laughs> like, Canada. Legal, legal suicide should exist. I am for mm-hmm. that, but it should have very high threshold. Yes, very high standards. Very high standards. That, that's it. But yes, there should be options for people to calmly leave this whereas, realm. Whereas, whereas here in America, if they catch you failing it, they're just going to lock you in a cage because, you know, they, they think that's the best thing to do for it. There's and a lot of people too. that... that that want to leave, but they don't want to leave by sure. their hands. Yeah. And look, honestly, if, if if that's your choice, that's your choice. It's not the best sure. choice. No, like, uh, you know, yeah, you know, I've, I've uh, I don't know when you get into like 
some, and you know, I'm not advocating for it or anything like that, but when you get into like some weird aspects of spirituality and stuff, it, it even tells they you. They just don't want to kill themselves. They want, they mm-hmm. want to die. They're, 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 they're suicide they, they will not they're, allow them into the afterlife of whatever. It's, it's actually not even where I was going. Yeah. Well, here we go. Can I, can I jump in here, Jim Bob? Yeah. That's. Committing suicide is only a recent addition to the Abrahamic religion doctrine yes. that yes. there was a group called there was a group called the Thuggy that would operate in between India, Pakistan, and the Middle East where they would actively go out and antagonize people to the point where they would kill them so that they could circumvent the whole idea of I haven't committed suicide, someone else killed me. And they had to do that because prior to it, people were killing themselves in droves because they were going into the afterlife where everything would be fantastic and God would be there to love you. And well, the church had to go. Well, we're losing a lot of people here. Better slow it. Down. <laughs> well, and not, and not. Well, that's an they, interesting. That's, could you send me more information on that? I'd like to read more. Yeah, I'll find it. Yeah, that's yeah, where that's where cool. I was going. Is we and me and my wife were talking. That's about where the word thug night. came from. Is that there was there was a point in time where people had realized with the idea of reincarnation that, oh, okay, this life sucks and I'm not doing a good job. I can just restart in a in a new one somewhere else, and that there that was happening in like those droves and stuff like that. And that's when the church started stepping in because there was a bad time in history. Like where's, there's some interesting aspects into that. And, you know, I'm not, again, I'm not like advocating for it or whatever, but it was like, it was like, I, I don't know. I could see it. I could, I was like, okay, so you got yeah. dealt a bad card and you just wanted to try again. Like, remember right. that lady that came on here and spoke about her experience in her forties where she potentially had an experience with what she speak, spoke of as an angel and that being told her that suicide's okay. Yeah. And I, we found that all very interesting that mm-hmm. they told her suicide's okay, but don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. Wait 20 yeah. years and we'll talk again. And if you want to go then, you go then. It's, Imagine it's the idea of being a, a peasant in the field pulling up like radishes and stuff. And you're like, man, my life's really shit. I'll go top myself and I might come back as a prince and then everything will be fine. <laughs> I know that's wild, but like I mean, also crazy. picking radishes. What's wrong with picking radishes? <laughs> I, I would totally, I would totally, I would totally take on, picking man. radishes over working in the tar mines or something for somebody. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, true. Like, or a coal mine in the in or the eighteen hundreds, yeah. or the coal, cobalt mines of Africa today. Or, right. or, or the chocolate fields, fields for Hershey. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, I'll go there. But like, I mean, these are these are. We, do, we definitely live in some interesting times, and I really think that these conversations that we have up here not only bring some light to some of these interesting topics, but also help shoot ideas around and maybe, you know, maybe, maybe we can find ways to move forward away from the terribly broken system that we are currently stuck in. Because, you know, I don't want my kids to have to live in a world where they're having to worry about being genetically altered and, you know, not about continuing humanity and such, you know, like I'm, I guess in the aspect of, if you wanted to call it conservative views or whatever, I really think that a big point in our life to be here is to help continue life going. And you can't continue life going if you don't have offspring. Now, you know, don't, don't, don't have a bunch with a bunch of wild people that you don't know and you're creating problems, yada, 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 find the right people. But like, there's, you, to keep humanity going, we got to kind of 
keep reproducing. And the only way we're going to successfully do that is not cut everybody's junk off. So really, really rethink about that before you go. (laughs) I know a couple who don't want kids because the way, the way they see the world is. And one of the arguments they said to me was, well, what if we make the next Hitler? I'm like, well, you wouldn't raise the next Hitler. And I said, what's the possibility that the child you didn't have is the next Albert Einstein or the person that creates a cure for cancer? Like you're robbing the world of opportunities there at the same time. I mean, also the cure for cancer already exists. But... I mean, yeah, they just <laughs> might be the person who lifts the trademark off it. That's hey! right. There he is. There it is. But I mean, no, it's are... happening right now. Uh, the, the, I don't know if you've heard about the pseudoscience machine in the, a, a while back that with frequencies could kill cancer. All gone. American FDA uh, turned it off, like disabled it and destroyed yeah. all of the machines. So they are, there's now modern studies showing frequencies killing cancer. Yeah, yeah it's the um, all gone device by Wilhelm Reich. Yeah, and I, way back, yeah. me and me and Bandit. Now there's modern versions of it happening. Yeah, so I'm like, yeah, wait, so maybe they weren't wrong. And me and Bandit real. actually had a lady on uh, one afternoon that she has made her own frequency device that she sells off her website. You can find it over there at unconstitutionalawakening.com on the episode. Um, and she made her own frequency device that has been helping. It's helped her and helped a bunch of other people. She's it's it, I, you know, these, those things are definitely real. This goes all the way back to what we were talking about at the beginning of the show, being beings of frequency hanging outside of a meat back. And, you know, there's there's definitely some truth to that. You know, I've, I've, I, for one, have had an absolute pleasure hanging out with you today, Drew. And before we get ready to close out, I always like to go around and ask folks if they got any last thoughts or anything good to send people off with for the night. I'd like to start with you, of course, first. Well, thanks for inviting me on, guys. It was an absolute pleasure being on and meeting you all. Um, yeah, I'm Drew Missing from your Missing the Point podcast. Um, you can find me on the usual podcatchers. I'm also one of the three hosts for the new show, Conspiracy Theatre 3000, which I've started with Andy Rouse and Moral Bob, where we look at uh, cinema, films, and deep dive looking for hidden symbolism. And that's coming out very soon. And yeah, absolutely love this discussion, guys. It was great to bounce ideas off what's happening in the Northern Hemisphere and what's happening in Australia and compare apples and oranges. I've had an absolute blast with you. And I do look forward to having you back again. You guys know, I'll have all those links to get back to him for all that good stuff so that you guys can find him and share your love over there with him as well. Luis, what you got for me, buddy? Just learn to question because we are taught as children to follow orders and follow the rules and look where it's gotten us. It's gotten us to such a great place where if we don't question, we die. So start questioning before we die. That's right. Bandit, what you got for me, buddy? You're you're muted. Shit, man. Sorry. It's good. I got nothing, man. I'm just glad to be back. Nice. Yeah, we missed you the past couple of days, buddy. I'm glad you're feeling better. So it's it's good to have you back. And Drew, again, it was great having you, of course. And we'll uh, we'll definitely have you back on again. We look forward to hearing some more from your new show that you got coming out. I do. I'll make sure we get all some love on that too. So you guys know before I get out of here, I've got something good for you. So why do uh, ger- how do geriatric p- pirates get around? Pow. Davy Jones Walker. You guys have a fantastic <laughs> evening.